Welcome to the Ideal Relationship Roadmap Podcast, a podcast about the relationship with yourself and with others. My name is Dr. Ayat Mekki. I'm a master coach and a trainer of coaches in the field of neurolinguistic programming. The goal of this podcast is to support you on your healing journey from previous relationships as well as support you to get to know yourself on a deeper level and to unlock everything that is standing in the way of you and finding your ideal partnership. Thank you for listening and let's start this week's episode. today's episode, we are going to talk about the things you need to keep in mind before moving to your next relationship. I'm going to be talking about nine things you need to keep in mind before moving on to your next relationship. Number one, your happiness is your own responsibility and so is your healing. Someone may come along to support you on your healing journey, but no one can do it for you. Only you can. Now, let's break this down. If you are in a place where you feel that someone will come along to complete you, to make you whole, to give you happiness, think again. You are your own unconditional and never depleted source of happiness and healing. When you are whole and complete as you are, this is when you will attract someone who, will, who may come along and support you on your journey, but they're not here to complete you because you are whole and you are complete on your own. So I always want you to remember, remember that your happiness is your responsibility. And when we say happiness, or when I'm saying happiness, happiness is a state of being. Happiness is something that can come and go. It is not always there. Because as humans, and as human souls living in the human world we go through so many states in one day you can feel happy you can feel sad you can feel angry you can feel joy you can feel peace and the list is endless but what you have control over is how you react is how you become very intentional about getting what you want or being who you want. It is how you move from one day to the next being the better version of yourself. It is comparing yourself and your growth to who you were yesterday and not to someone else. It is validating your own feelings, validating your own self and not looking to someone else to validate those for you. 
if you can't hear your own thoughts or if all you hear is external thoughts about who you are or or even people making decisions about who you are as a person then you're not truly letting your essence come through and this first step or first reminder is so important because when you can't hold the space for yourself you won't be able to hold the space for others so focus on your own healing focus on your own happiness your own joy take responsibility for shifting from a place of effect and blame to a place of cause you are the superstar of your own story you are the hero of your own story and no matter what you've gone through you can still overcome it you can still turn it around it is never never too late and you are never too old number two if you are not enough for yourself you will never be enough for someone else no one will ever be enough for you and you will just keep searching we one of the most common beliefs or self-limiting beliefs uh, is the belief that I am not enough and when you're operating from an operating system built on the fact that you are not enough you'll be constantly seeking outside validation constantly seeking new people new experiences no job relationship career opportunity will be ever enough because you're always looking to the other side you're always looking outside of you you're always searching for the greener grass even though you and i know very well that the grass is greener where you water it and not necessarily your neighbors so start on breaking this belief down that you're not enough when we were babies the fact that we're not enough never crossed our minds because as a baby you are so entitled the whole world dotes on you you are fed when you want you are bathed when you want you cry whenever you want you are born with enoughness but as an adult we start to lose our enoughness and start to look at others and our first guides are usually our parents but our parents have done the best they can even if their best is not what we consider the best it is still the best they could so as an adult and as someone listening to this podcast i want you to remember that what happened was not your responsibility what happened is in the past and it doesn't have to shape your future but your responsibility is to start building the future that you want beginning from right now and by you listening to this podcast you are making a commitment to yourself to better yourself and if you're listening to this podcast 
then I'm sure that you are already well into your journey of self-development and of breaking down all the false beliefs about yourself that you may have taken from other people or your experience may have shaped uh, how you think about yourself. So remember that you are enough and give yourself grace and permission that this can be a work in progress. You don't have to be there to do something or to go after that dream or to have that relationship. You only need to begin because once you begin, you know that the work will keep continuing. You know that it's a journey. There is no there. There is no destination. So you are enough. You will always be enough. But I want you to start thinking it, feeling it, and embodying it. Number three, learn to meet your own needs. Once you do, you are more ready to share your life with someone else. Remember, you are whole, complete, and enough now, not when. We often live in the land of when. When this happens, I will be X, fill in the blank here. When I have this thing, or when I get this thing, I am go- my life is going to be X, fill in the blank. And this constant search of when and if this happens creates confusion for your mind. It creates confusion for your subconscious mind and it will just keep searching and looking for, again, outside circumstances, outside people to fill your own needs. But you and I know that that is not true because you may have tried before. I know I have. I know I have relied on someone else or something else to fill my needs. But only when I decided that I'm going to sit with my discomfort, to sit with the pain, to have solitude and to meditate and build a strong and healthy practice, that's only when I began to understand what it truly means to meet your own needs. And I will be covering more of that in the coming episodes, but this is a reminder that meet your own needs. A reminder to meet your own needs before you seek someone else to meet them for you. Because once you are in the relationship that you want, you will have that opportunity to have a conversation and to express what it is you need. But if you're unable to express your needs to your own self, how do you think it's going to be to express your needs to someone else? Number four, it is okay to open your heart while still healing. It is okay to open your heart while still healing. You should have at least started. Healing is a journey. I love this um, rule or reminder. I love this reminder very much and I'll tell you why. Oftentimes, 
we guard ourselves and we build walls against love and against falling in love again or growing in love as um, I like to put it growing in love we tend to stand in our way in our own way because we feel like if I haven't fully healed then I'm going to attract the same person with a different face if I'm not fully healed then I'm not going to be able to attract this, the, the person that I want if I'm not fully healed I will fall into the same trap of the same relationship and I don't know about you but that seems scary to me and this is often why we really think that unless we have done all of our healing we can never be in a new relationship or another relationship but I'm here to tell you that that is not true it's actually not true at all because once you start or embark on the journey of healing you will soon realize that there is no destination and that the goal is to just be better than you were yesterday so and another thing about healing is that once you get into the vibration of healing you are on a completely different frequency than you were because you have shifted from blame and victim mode and feeling sorry for yourself to actually taking matters into your own hands and feeling empowered and feeling the joy of what it is to come back to yourself because you've never lost yourself you've, you're only coming back you may have lost the way but you're coming back now and that is a totally totally different vibe and it's okay to open your heart while you're still healing because those you meet or the person that you meet that you are attracted to at that point is usually some someone who will support your healing and it may be someone who is not a lasting relationship but they may illuminate some of your blind spots to you because oftentimes when we're healing and the more we heal the more ready we become to heal more of the core issues and the core wounds so perhaps you will meet someone who gives you a lot of insight about yourself and who you are perhaps you meet someone who is going to be the one or you may meet someone who is just there to support you on this journey the misconception here is that when you meet someone they're going to be the one but every person you meet may be the one the one for that leg of the journey the other day uh, one of my participants in a workshop said that life is a train and some people will join us on the train ride and at some point their station or their stop will arrive and they will get down and other people will will come back on board and that is so true I loved that metaphor and it is so true so it is all about your expectations and when you're expecting someone to come and be the one for you then perhaps this is 
what leads to heartbreak or confusion. So I really want you to keep an open mind, especially when you're healing. And know that whoever you meet that you are drawn to, it is for a reason. It is not, it is not necessarily a test because we often think that we're going to be tested and that may be true. The universe will keep testing you, but it's not testing you so, so that you fail. It is actually testing you to see if you are going to apply what you have learned. So, it is okay to open your heart while still healing. Number five, learn your lessons from the last relationship. Make peace with it. You don't want to start bleeding from an old wound. Now, this one is very important because every relationship comes with lessons. You may not know what the lessons exactly are, but there will always be something to learn. So your heart is broken right now. You don't know what the lesson is. You don't have to. You don't have to put pressure on yourself to learn, but you, what you want to know is who were you during that relationship? How did you operate in that relationship? What are the things that you now know to be not true? What are the things that you now know don't serve you that you were embodying in that relationship. Those are all good lessons to learn. You may not know why, and sometimes the why is not really important as much as who am I? The why is not as important as who am I? Because when you are healing and when you're learning who you are and who you want to be, this is a very empowering stance to take in life. It's an empowering, empowering thing because you then know what is important for you and what you won't compromise on. And knowing what you know now, you will ultimately choose better because you will not compromise again because you know what it feels like. And another reason why learning the lessons is important is because you don't want to start bleeding from an old wound in a new relationship. It is not fair to you. It is not fair to the other person. But most of all, it doesn't allow them to fully see you, to fully hear you. You won't be fully embodied. So learn your lessons and take the positive out of those lessons. Don't say things like, I will never go for someone who uh, is a salesperson, let's say. Or I will never, uh, I will never be with someone who is uh, a year younger than me. For example, those are not really lessons. Those are 
this is your ego talking and we'll talk more about ego in an upcoming episode but this is more of your ego but the lessons would be i now know that quality time is important for me i know now that honesty having the difficult conversations and supporting each other on our healing is important to me. I now know that when I want a partner, I want someone who I can be my whole self with, who I can be silly with, who I can be serious with, who I can be playful with, who I can be a coach with, who I can be a client with, whatever it is. Just focus on the positive lessons and on what you want that you didn't have and the things that now, after going through that experience, you now know are very important to you. Number six, and now, and again, we're talking about the reminders. Those are nine reminders before your next relationship. Number six is become fully present with yourself. Hold a loving, nurturing space for yourself. Only then will you be able to be fully present with someone else. This one is very important because when you are unable to sit with yourself through the discomfort, oftentimes through the pain, through the heartbreak, through the healing, do you think you're going to be able to support someone else going through it if you haven't supported your own self? If you don't love and nurture yourself, if you don't give yourself the time and put the effort into your own self, do you think you're going to be able to do it for someone else? Most probably you've answered no. And because of this, I want you to start taking as little as five minutes every day to sit with yourself without any distractions. I know so many people, and I used to be one of those people, who, pr- who pride themselves in multitasking. I am, uh, I am, or let's say I was a multitasker. I used to have conversations on the go while doing something else. I would work on something and be watching something or listening rather. I used to be the queen of multitasking. Multitasking is not a bad thing. But when you are multitasking while speaking to someone you care about, it can be painful for them. And I have been at the receiving end of it. And I have also been at the giving end of it. So I know what it feels like. And this is not to pass judgment or even to shame this behavior because I truly believe that we can only hold a space for people if we can hold it for us, for ourselves. 
And at those times, I was not able to hold the space for myself and therefore I couldn't look someone in the eye and be fully present with them because I wasn't doing that for me. So this may be a really simple thing, but I know how challenging and how hard it is to actually do. So start with, with as little as five minutes and see how you go from there. At first, it's going to be uncomfortable, but allow yourself to sit through the discomfort. You can even set an alarm for this and it then becomes easier. Maintain it for at least 40 days. 40 is a magical number. And once you maintain it for 40 days, it will become a habit. Keep going for 60 days and it becomes automatic. You develop the automaticity in your brain. Number seven, trust yourself. Trusting another becomes easier when you trust yourself. Self-trust is your inner wisdom. Now, this seems fairly simple, but it is not. Often the simple things are the things that elude us, are the things that we are not necessarily able to give ourselves without a little effort. So, if you're someone who is getting over a heartbreak, whether that heartbreak is a familial relationship, a friendship, or a love partnership, then your trust is probably a little shaken. And I can relate, I have been there. But you can only trust someone else when you trust yourself. And when you have gone through a heartbreak, especially a heartbreak where you feel that you have been betrayed, this is a, a core wound that probably is surfacing now that perhaps before you didn't really have an idea that you had it. But in order to work on this wound, you have to apply a lot of love to it and a lot of self-trust. Trusting yourself can only be as deep as you allow yourself to trust your higher power. Whatever you call your higher power, the trust that you have in your higher power is the key to trusting yourself again and then trusting others. This is where a good meditation practice comes in. This is where the power of prayer comes in. This is where knowing that you are never alone comes in. And you can do it in whatever way feels natural to you. It may be speaking with God. It may be prayer. It may be meditation. It may be sitting in nature. But whatever you do, strengthen that spiritual connection. Feel yourself rooted and grounded and supported by the universe, supported by God, by nature. You, if you allow yourself to feel that support, 
your trust would increase as deeper as you feel that support. So it is something that you can practice. As with everything else, nothing is impossible. You only have to start. Because self-trust is actually your inner wisdom. It is your birthright. When we are born into this world, we trust so easily. We trust our parents. We trust those adults that we see in our lives. Our nature is to actually trust. But then experiences happen. Heartbreaks happen. People betray us. But what happens is that also we have betrayed ourselves at some point. So we've compromised too much. We've seen the red flags, but we didn't listen to them. We didn't, we didn't pay attention. We thought that we could fix it. We thought that we could change people. And all of those involve self-betrayal. So this one is a little bit of a, a tough one, but you can do it. I know you can. I have done it myself, and it just takes practice and patience. And when, you, when your self-trust decreases, know that perhaps you're not feeling as supported. So maybe you want to go back and meditate more on it. Number eight, accept your triggers. Know your core wounds and learn your attachment style. Work with them, not against them. Healing begins with acceptance. I love this one. I'm a big fan of acceptance because to me accepting what is will always lead to change and this may sound weird but I'll tell you why I'll tell you what I mean when you accept yourself for who you are today with all of your triggers all of your core wounds all of your flaws all of your faults, knowing your attachments, you can then begin to work with it and change it. But if you refuse to accept it, how do you think you're going to be able to shift it? It is nearly impossible to change something that you can't accept. Nearly impossible. Because with acceptance comes a new level of awareness, comes a new perspective. It's almost like a miracle because you shift your perspective from hating or disliking where you are to actually accepting it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to even like it. But accepting it and this just means that I get to work with the tools I have. I get to work with the issues I have instead of working against them, rejecting them and feeding the loop and the cycle of you know, going into the next relationship with the same core wounds, with the same triggers and trying to win a fight between myself and my triggers. Do you think that will be helpful? I certainly don't think it will be. So 
know your triggers because your triggers are your teachers know what your core wounds are and your core wounds and i'll talk more about that in upcoming episodes but your core wounds are those beliefs that you have about yourself and others and they're often beliefs that you've made up from childhood and they sort of run the show they run the show for us for a long time until we decide to take responsibility break them down change them shift them and move into new ways of thinking number nine this is the last one of things to remember before your next relationship opening your heart again is risky keeping your heart closed is risky regret is a bigger risk choose wisely it is true that when we open our hearts again we have fear we are apprehensive we don't know where this road is going to lead but imagine for a moment imagine with me what it would be if you decide to close your heart because if you decide to close your heart then how are you going to feel love again you have started to love yourself you've started to give to yourself the things that you need you started to have these new levels of awareness wouldn't it be amazing to share them with someone else regardless of how long your journey with that person is going to be opening your heart comes with so much love so much value so much care so much abundance when you open up your heart to love you will receive love because keeping your heart is not in your true nature you weren't born to be alone you were born to share share your love and to have love in your life to feel the love back so you make the decision whether you choose to open your heart fully or close your heart i want you to choose wisely my biggest wish for you is that you have no regrets thank you for listening to the ideal relationship roadmap podcast i absolutely loved making this episode for you and i would so appreciate it if you could subscribe share this episode and leave a rating or a review i hope you enjoyed listening until next time sending you so much love and healing energy